This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry podcast. I'm Catherine Fry and I'm in the presenter's chair this evening. Alongside me are three fonts of all knowledge. We've got John Leng, we've got Quentin Franks and we've got Neverlander. We'll be taking you through the, the best bets of the day, the best of the TV action and a look at the long walk hurdle at Ascot. So without further ado, let's have a chat to the panel. Uh, John, I'll start with you. <laughs> John, can you unveil your third best bet of the day? All weekend, in fact. Well, this will start us off with expectations nice and low, won't it, given my current form? <laughs> um, my worst of my three, should I call it? Uh, my one-point win bet is Nate in Dubai in the 150 <laughs> Um, I had a little poke around this race and I thought, well, Palmer's Hill looks as though there was probably a couple of ounces up his sleeve last time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, please God and all that for the popular green and gold. And, you know, I like to try and get those baits if possible. Absolutely. Uh, I thought this one had a little bit of a sighter last time over a sharper trip. I think going, going back up in trip... Um, won't hurt his chance at all, really. Um, and I, th- I think the rating's quite fair, really, so he'll do for me. OK, so that's night in Dubai for John for the third best bet. Um, we say good evening to Quentin. Quentin, of course, the king of the all-weather, king of the sand. Quentin, what have you got for us in third place? In third place, Catherine, I've got a jumps bet because Ooh. the all weather the all weather looks tricky this week. The look, favourites look uh, look priced right. Okay. Um, so my third best bet comes, and it's Stella Magic, which runs in the where are we two hundred five at Haydock. He <laughs> um, appeals as a well handicapped horse. Um, he won one, two, or three last season and blew out at Warwick on his last start. I'm, quite happy just to put a line through that um his his run at taunton came in a decent time um the forms forms fair with ala philippe winning a grade two at haydock and then uh running running a fine race in the albert bartlett um he's been nibbled in the market already i think it was seven to two he's 11 to four three to one at the moment and uh i'll I'll have him shorter than that still um so yeah that will be my uh for best bet Okay, yeah, and um, of course the Hobstable continuing to fire in the winners as they've been doing since the start of the season. Um, yep. Neville, good evening. Um, what, good evening. What is your third best bet? Uh, my third best is at Navan, and okay. it's in the the two fifty five race, and it's a a big field of handicappers. But there's one horse that I think gets in a little bit under the radar, although I've noticed that the, the bookmakers haven't <laughs> completely ignored it. What's called uh, Time and Times, who has not run over fences for 
quite a while. In fact, he's only run over fences on six previous occasions, and his form figures read zero 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 UPP. But since then, he seems to have got his act together and has run really well over hurdles. In fact, this season, he's been very consistent posting ratings of around mid-90s on more than one occasion. He gets in off a mark of 77, although he's one pound out of the handicap, so in effect he's running off 78, but his hurdles rating is 85. I would rather be on a horse like this that's going from an inform over hurdles to chasing than the other way around, from chasing mm-hmm. off a good mark to a lower mark over hurdles. I think he's got a right chance. It's not impossible that there could be a bit of a run on him. Um, I, I have no idea what price he is, but I did notice in the Racing Post betting he was one of the favourites, which is a shame, really. But I think he gets in off a good mark, and despite his form figures when he was last chased, and it's a long time since he last chased. I'm just trying to see exactly. Um, it's it's about three seasons since he was last over fences. So they've, had, they've also had plenty of options with him to, to go to stay hurdling, but they've decided to go over fences because there's, there's um, so many of these naught to mm. 100 races in or not to 95 races in Ireland um, for, for handicap hurdlers. So um, they must have done some schooling with him and must, must be happy with him. I'd take a risk on him if he's about four or five to one. He is actually, for the, the, all the, the big names have priced him up at four to one. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's seeing second favourite behind Hansworth. So, yeah, awesome. Um, like that one very much. And um, Sean O'Keefe taking them out there. Um, OK, let's go around the other way. Uh, Quentin, what's your second best bet, please? Uh, my second best bet comes in the last race at Lingfield, the 340. Um, as, I, as I mentioned at the start of the show, the... Looks tricky on the weather this week, so I've, I've put a shorty in that I think should be odds on. Um, only one firmer up at the moment, though. Um, the race lacks pace, and I'm pretty sure reset button, as I said, should be odds on for it. Uh, it's a fairly obvious case to be made for him. He, he won well last time out at Wolverhampton. Uh, they clocked a fair time for a decent upgrade, um, and the form started to work out. The second's one since, the fifth is one since, and the second's... I think 13 to 8 for a race tomorrow as well. Um, that's, you should should get a solo up front with no pace in the race and uh, cheap pieces are on first time, which, yeah, just which looks that, a yeah. positive as well. Excellent. Um, okay, that's, that's my that's second best bet. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Quentin. Okay, um, Neville, what's your second best bet? My second best is um, Horse of Alan Kings. That, uh, I backed for the triumph hurdle last last year. I took twenty to one after he won at Kempton, and anyway, to cut a long story short, he started four to one and never ran a race. I think he finished fifth, but um, I still think there's there's some mileage in his handicap mark. He runs uh, the horse is called Tritonic, and he runs in the the big handicap hurdle at the end of the card at Ascot, the three thirty five. He ran last time in the Great Wood off. A mark of 142. He's been dropped one pound, which may not seem very much, but he's actually meeting the uh, the winner and the third on several pounds better terms because they've both been raised, and it does bring him very close to those at the weights. And he's going to be 12, 14 to one. Well, there is single figure prices, but I think quite interestingly is that he's never actually ran 
a particularly good race at Cheltenham. He ran, as I said, he ran poorly in the Triumph Hurdle last year. He finished second in a four-horse race, first time back, in, I think it was an intermediate hurdle, won by one of Tristan Davis's, and then he ran in the Greatwood last time. But his Ascot form is bears close inspection. He was second at Royal Ascot over a mile and a quarter in 2020. And he was also uh, a winner of a, a handicap um, um, subsequently on the flat. So, uh, Ascot. So, I think Ascot will play to his strengths. Uh, th- there is maybe, if it came up really soft, that might put a question mark as to whether he would actually take his chance. Because I did read that Alan King had said uh, that he wants uh, the ground nearer good than soft. But you know, he's a big price. He's a class horse from the flat going hurdling. And, I, and he has got winning hurdles former Ascot. I think a strongly run race could really suit him. Okay. Tritonic. Tritonic. Okay, yeah. that's um, that's great. Oh, just um, just having a look to see if we can... Let's see what price... Tr- it must be priced up by now. Um, Tritonic, yeah, I think you're right, actually. He is four, yes, he's 14 to 1, um, 11's the lowest in places. But, yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's great. Thanks, Neville. Um, John, what's your second best bet of the day? Continuing uh, my grizzly run of form. Um, I'm actually going... Going in the uh, 3.35 at Ascot, I'm going with the green and gold this time with no ordinary Joe. Okay. Oh, I thought uh, I thought ran a ripper last time um, against that West Cork thing of uh, Skelton. Skelton's, yeah. I, I think with them absolutely pumping the hell out of that to get it ready for that first time up. I think that might be a bit of a bounce candidate, but I thought no ordinary Joe looked to me as though it would come on for that run. Um, okay. Third in the Greatwood. Yeah. And yeah. I think uh, I think he's very solid for the frame anyway, so I'm gonna go a point each way on that one. Okay, that's brilliant. Right. Okay. Um so we're gonna go with your best bets, uh, the best bets of the day. Um Neville, what's your best bet of the day? Well, I've given two reasonable prices, but I am going to go for something a little bit shorter. Okay, and my my nap, and I, I don't often get involved in bumper races or national hunt flat races, but the last race at Newcastle sees the second start of Edward Bethel's Trolley Boy, who is a very unusual runner for this yard in a bumper, and he started 13 to 8 favourite for his only previous start at Market Raisin in a junior bumper in a race won by Poetic Music, who has since gone on to win under a penalty and has since changed stables, that winner. The third horse was La Fide Force, who reopposes, and that has won since, and that is now £7 worse in with Trolley Boy. And the fifth horse of uh, Oliver Cenis called Decorated has also won since at Hereford. So for an, what looked to be an ordinary bumper at the time, it's worked out fantastically well. And I think he's definitely the best on form. I don't think there's any question about that. Of all the horses, two, four, six, six of the 11 have run previously. He's the best on form. The newcomers, you wouldn't know, but there was nothing outstanding, nothing really well-bred uh, i.e. an ex-Godolphin horse that never made it to the track or they've got pretty ordinary pedigrees the newcomers apart from one who's got a real good um, 
staying chasing pedigree so i'm willing to take that one on i think trolley boy if he's around two to one i think he's a real good bet okay um early prices looking uh, about three six five goes six to four Valley power go 15 to eight so okay that's brilliant thanks neville um john what's your second no not your second what am i talking about your your big bet of the day what is it yeah, it's fairly obvious this really um i'm rocking along with andy richmond's mate ray masters in the tommy whittle okay um it's fairly obvious he might well have won the <coughs> lad rope trophy not <laughs> the Hennessy. last time out um i think really given given a clear round you, you'd be hard pressed to say this not winning if it comes in the same form that it was in the Hennessy. Handles heavy ground. The only other one that I thought might be dangerous was that Engard, who was really bred for this sort of test on the ground. He, he was like the only one I was coming up with as any sort of alternative. So I thought, anyway, sorry, I'm going all in three points win with three okay. mastered. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, he did take quite a crasher at Newbury, but thankfully all right after that. So hopefully no ill effects. But yeah, you're you're right, John. Um, this looks like the the uh, next natural step after that. And remember when the Tommy Whistle was actually um, used to be on the Gold Cup pattern, didn't it? it did yeah. I mean, it's, they're all taking a bit of a dip there, aren't they? I mean, yeah. It's just getting. Sad, really. Yeah, it is, yeah. it's, that, it's actually a disappointing Tommy Whittle this, this year, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. I yeah. used to work at Haydock about 20 years ago, and I think that was kind of the beginning of the end, really. I think that the, the fields have just got the quality has just got worse, really, especially over the last 10. Um, but yeah, there we go. You were there when Turkey Babes got the job then. No, I <laughs> <laughs> did you bail before you <laughs> No, I, I I moved back south and you know it was like when I when I was having a little foray in the north, I was working at Haydock. So you, you knew there was something in the wind and scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't want to get watered. Yeah, basically that was it. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. The fact that they are declaring heavy already, I sort of looked at that and groaned a bit, I must say. But um, there we go. Anyway, Quentin, what's your um, best bet of the day, please? Uh, my best bet of the weekend comes in the two o'clock at Lingfield. Um, I thought Dubai Warrior was the overpriced one here. Uh, he's a proper weather monster and hasn't shown anything on turf. Um, he came from John Gosden's yard. He's now with David Lofnane, where he's had a couple of starts. Um, he, he looked to have a come on for the run at Dundalk. He was weak on the show and just shaped like needing the run. Um, and then the, the the run last time out at Lingfield kind of looked like a confidence builder to my eye. He was uh, in rear in a steadily run race. Um, it made late, late ground into a quickening pace in first-time eye shields. Um, he won the race two years ago. Um, he shaped like he retained ability last time out. Um, looks to be a bit more pace on here tomorrow. Um, I'd like to think from two, they'll sit handier with him. Um, but he's more than capable of picking these up. I, I, I put him in second favourite, to be honest. Um, Palavachenko and uh, Garden Paradise should set a decent gallop. Um, 
yeah, he's he's got a lot going forward for him. Regal reality hasn't been on the all weather. Um, Garden Paradise dropping trip probably won't suit. And uh, he's 10 to 1. So I, I thought he was a good okay. chunk overpriced there. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I thought, you, yeah, absolutely. Considering, you, considering the price you have him at. Yeah, brilliant. OK, that's um, that's brilliant. Thanks, everyone. OK, we're going to take a look at the TV races at Haydock. Um, so we'll start with the 205, the Virgin Bet Handicap Hurdle. Uh, then over two miles and three furlongs. Um, who wants to pitch in first? Who's Who's got a certainty in this? <laughs> um, well, I went with Stella Magic in my, he, he was yes. my third best yeah, bet. So that's, yeah, that's yours. That's yeah. that from me. John, I know you love the jumps. What have you got? Um, I, well, <laughs> yeah, I did have a look at this. And I thought there was a fair few coming into this off layoffs. Or uh, being ridden, in my opinion, by fairly questionable jockeys, ability-wise. I'm not <laughs> questioning the integrity of anyone tonight. Um, That's for Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I keep, I keep that for the Sabbath. Um, look, I thought the one that looked most likely to put in a peak physical effort at this stage of the season was Ginger's horse out of steel. He'd be coming here hard fit. He's only four pounds higher than when he won at Carlisle. And well, that was that was where the uh, the black spot landed in what what looks a fairly dodgy race to me. Right? <laughs> okay, and we all know how much you love the McCain stable as well, John. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a never-ending stream of riches this season, isn't it? You know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. The, the, I think the only winner of Bucks in October was the lad that won Emma Celebrity. <laughs> Didn't know you did uh, reality TV betting, John. Well, uh, we'll have to we'll have to think of a pod for that. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> okay, um, Neville, do you have any fancies in this? This is a really tricky race because you've got most of the field coming back with something to prove. Solar motion, top weight, having his first start for Dan Skelton, has been off for 700 days. Uh, Ex Nicky Henderson horse, uh, and Duffield's got a. A rare jump runner and Golo, who was trained by Willie Mullins. I doubt whether she's going to improve that one, and yet it runs off its same mark as it did in Ireland. Stella Magic, we've already heard about that, but that's also got something to prove. It got injured on its last run, and you know, it's 306 days in heavy ground. I can't believe they're going to really, um, you know, they're not going to give, give that. And, it, and certainly it won't be it won't be hard race fit, I wouldn't have thought. You've got Bossman Fred, another one, and Minella Charmer, who are both coming off the back of long breaks. It's, it's a hard race to, to to get an angle on, but I thought maybe up for parole of Jamie Snowden's was worth a second look. He stays well, and you're going to need plenty of stamina in, in the ground at Haydock. Yeah. This is one a, it won a, a, an Irish point-to-point in his younger days. Um, you, you would have to... Uh, put a line through his last run. They tried him over fences. Um, of course, he's back to hurdles this time. And his two hurdle runs uh, earlier in the season were were okay. Third to, to Camprond, who has since gone on to uh, run well in top handicaps. And uh, prior to that, he'd won at Fosslass and at Weatherby in March. And it'd be a horse called Baricello, who has gone on to win subsequently on, on more than one occasion. I wouldn't say he was thrown in off 127, but he's got less to prove than most of them. And, you know, he, he might represent a bit of value. OK, brilliant. Thanks. Um, 
Right, so we'll have a look at the Tommy Whittle. Um, John, I know that you've gone with Remastered. Um, Quentin, is anything over the over the sticks for you here? Uh, I was in John's camp with Remastered, um, but I thought the interesting one, if he drifts a bit, maybe to 20 to 1 plus, was Sam's Adventure. Um, he kind of had the same profile last year, two blowout runs, and then um, then picked up this race last year. Um, he's a moody so-and-so. He got reminders early early in last year's race, but um, he drifts a bit. I think he's, he's handicapped to go go well enough. And, uh, yeah, he's only three pounds above his last last winning mark. So um, Henry Book back on, who who had his last win on him, I thought he was the interesting one if he, if he got knocked out a few points. Yeah, it could be one of those that just, you know... Like a, KDOT for some reason. Yeah, he's a bit of a rogue, but we'll, we'll come back and, yeah, yeah. It's one of these arses that's really going to be in trouble if they ever get rid of the stick, isn't he? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, I mean, whoever owns him is going to be thinking, oh, hang on. Because, <laughs> you know, you're going to know what to get him over the first three, aren't you? Well, you're not yeah. going to pay 25 grand to keep him in training, are you? Absolutely. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Um, okay. Uh, Neville, anything um, anything catching your eye in the Tommy Whistle? I think it's a, a weakish renewal. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, not to the 145 handicaps are always very competitive, but there's nothing really outstanding. I came down on one of the longer price runners, Anthony Honeyball's horse, AC Milan, yeah. Who was? Like the ground. He will love the ground. He won a, a good handicap hurdle on this card a couple of years ago, and he's got a similarish rating over hurdles to fences. I don't think he's particularly thrown in off 132, and he's only had five runs, which isn't a great amount to be running in these top class handicaps. But he's open to improvement. They gave him a, a run over hurdles on his return when he finished seventh in he still held every chance up until going to the second last and uh, prior to that he ran well at utoxeter in the, that big summer chase that they have yeah um, I, it's such a, a difficult race i just felt that he's probably if there is one that's got a little bit in hand of the handicapper it could be him because he's got improvement i Sam's adventure will will go on the ground and stays forever, but he's just an old plodder. And you know, remastered it was a long way out when he fell in the Hennessy or the Ladbroke, as it's known now. And you know, he was travelling okay, but you know, four out is a long way from home to you know to to be thinking that he would have he would have won. You know, I think I think it's a poor renewal. And I think there's a lot of out of form horses there. You know, Vintage Clouds showed nothing at Warwick last time. Not a chance. Hasn't shown a great deal since he won the Classic Chase. At, at Warwick, you know Potter's Legends out of form. There's a lot of there's a lot of horses that are not at the best yet are still you know within their the yeah. best on their handicap mark. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with AC Milan, but I'm not totally I'm not confident. But I think it might you know a, a double figure odds might have a chance. Okay, that's brilliant. Right, let's um let's go south to Ascot. Um, Ascot absolutely cracking cards. Um, always is this meeting. Um, we'll have a look at the big one first, the uh, the long walk. And obviously, sad news today that um, the favourite buzz fractured his pelvis. Uh, fingers crossed for um, his recovery. Hope he comes back 
fit and well. Um, that leaves us with um, Time Hill looking likely favourite, of course. Time Hill um, didn't run that well in France, but hopefully this might this might spark him again. I I I still have him down as a possible stayers hurdle candidate. Um, what are everybody's thoughts on on such a thing? Well, well, I thought that he's only lightly raced still. He's only had 11 runs yeah. in his life, yet he seems to have been around a long time. Yeah. I think you can put a line through his, his run at Autoy that that French soft ground would have been... He's, he's only a small horse, and I think that, that really stuff. testing ground will have, will have been too much for him. And also, you know, that the, those... French hurdles are like mini fences, yes. so and I'm not I'm I'm not going to worry about that run. And you know, on the best of his form last year, he was he he is the best horse in the race. There's yeah. he's, there's no question about it. The others have to improve to match what he's done. Uh, Ronald Pump uh, cost his connections only a thousand quid and has done remarkably well, but he's still got a few pounds to find. He finished second to Honeysuckle. Um, three weeks ago in Ireland, over two and a half, and I think it, it was a, it was a, as good a return as you could expect. Yes. But he's still got a little bit to, to find with Time Hill. Uh, Champ, the jury's out whether he really does enjoy it now. Um, he certainly didn't look to be in love with chasing, even when he won the Royal and Sun Alliance chase. Yes. He, he left it very late, and, yeah. um, and the question mark. And Paisley Park, I'm afraid that. Um, those hard races that he's had seem to be taking the toll. He seems to have um, got to a, a level of maybe seven or eight pounds behind his previous best. Yeah. And um, I, I wouldn't be rushing to back him, although um, he probably will be placed. But I'm quite confident Tynehill will, will win that. Yeah, I must admit, I, I, Tynehill is one of my favourite national horses at the moment. It's, um, it's quite bizarre about Champ, isn't it? Because, I mean, he is actually bred to be a Gold Cup winner, um, but seems to sort of have a, a disregard for fences, even though he's, <laughs> even though he's won an RSA. He's, he's a really odd character. And I wasn't expecting him to turn into a stayers hurdle candidate, I must admit. Well, they ran him over two miles last year at Newbury yeah. to start off with, didn't they? Yeah. And then, and then they, they ran him in the Gold Cup when he, he never. I, I don't know whether something was was hurting him or not, but he never showed any uh, any aptitude to jumping fences. And I don't know whether they just can't find a chase for him or not, and they're, they're going down the hurdles route. But um, he, he, I think he, I don't know whether he has or not, but he'd have a squiggle if I was. Uh, doing yeah, the same yeah. Format. He may end up running in the Champion Chase. <laughs> well, well, if Jump's an odd character, I mean, what's the trainer? Oh, uh, yeah, well, they're quite well matched, aren't they? <laughs> well, they are. It's marriage made in heaven, isn't it, really? I mean, yeah. I mean, for a start, I mean, unless he knew that Buzz was going to fracture its pelvis, it was, it's very interesting that he, he decided to come here taking on Buzz. <laughs> you know? I mean, what, what's that all about? Is, I mean, is this a blatant sight? I didn't think of a monkey's what champ was going to be running against because he's just going to have a little double round. It could just be a... Lack of races, really, I think. It, he's always on about lack of races, though, isn't he? It could just be, <laughs> you know what, it could just be, you know, it, just see what happens with champ. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it could, it could just very well be like that. But... Um, well, we've got the usual parts of the horse working the house down, haven't we? So, 
<laughs> my expectation tomorrow is a big drift and everybody lost a champion pink left, right and centre, but they... <laughs> Brilliant. Um, question, do you have any thoughts on the long walk hurdle? I've got absolutely no thoughts at all. I, too, too tough for me, it was. Yeah, yeah, that is tough. Um, John, uh, and obviously you're taking on Champ. Is there anything that you're going to be back at? Well, it's basically snookered, really. I, I, I like Ronald Pump. Okay. He's been backed all week, you know, and I, I don't think I'll get involved now, but I thought the sharpener behind Honeysuckle was perfectly all right in the context of this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tam Hill never makes a fair point about the ground in France, but they ought to have had a fair idea of what they were going for, and They'll have seen the French fences before. Maybe, you know. maybe the maybe the um, daughter made the entry. <laughs> Don't set me off. You know what that will lead to when the legal team this way. Sorry, sorry, John, I couldn't, couldn't resist. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know what you're going to get, France. You, you know what the toy fences are like. But interesting with Ronald Pump. I mean, he, he was, of course, second in a in a stayers hurdle. Of course, with the winner of that race. He won that as well. Okay. No. Um. Yeah. I, yeah, it was it was a funny race, wasn't it? Because Apples Jade went off like in a million miles an hour, mm. took the sting out of Paisley Park, um, and maybe that you know where you first saw the decline really of Paisley Park, and of course this Nagawa was very soft anyway ground. Then this Nagawa Oscar come through and, and win, mm. but you know this Nagawa Oscar is a hell of a prize for this race tomorrow. True. Um, and if if Asuka get any rain at all, then you know he's he's just a very very odd horse. And will have a have his day once in a blue moon. But there's, you know, there's one of them races, isn't it? It's odd, it is. it's odd trainers, odd entries, <laughs> swerve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, but I really I really hope Time Hill wins it because um, I know that the the Hobbs family aren't, aren't your <laughs> aren't your favourites, John. But no, sod them, Time Hill. I just like the horse anyway. So. Um, right, where, where are we going to go quick for the solicitors uh, get on to us? Um, the closing race on the card, the Betfair Exchange Trophy. Um, that's I think, see, we touched on that with the um, best bets. Um, Neville going with Tritonic and you were going with, John, remind me, was it? Um, no, I don't know. That's it. For some reason, I wanted to say I didn't want to say Goshen. I wanted to say drop the anchor. Of course, drop the anchor was um, was one of ours from from last season. That's why that's why I've got it in my head so so blatantly. But I think this is um, this is I think this is a, a cracking race. Um, again, there's do you know who I keep coming back to is Benson. Yep. Long time Pfizer oh, on first. <laughs> I took this. Shit house at Sandown last time. <laughs> Did they put the jockey off at the last? Ran on late buggery. Just managed to sneak a place off. Honestly, it was he's, never going to win He's a bit odd. But he's talented odd. Um, drop, I mean, drop the anchor. Is the is the anchor still going to be dropped? He's a little bit... There's one, four, six. Might, there's still room for a festival handicap. Um, yeah, anyway. Okay, go on then. So, John, you're with drop the anchor. I know that... Um, no, I'm very good. Why do I keep... You know what's going to happen now, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Sonic is Neville. Quentin, have you got any thoughts on this race? I'm with you with Benson. He's a like, yeah. a moody sod. He just looks like the type that headgear is going to perk up and yeah. just make him just stop being lazy. Obviously, he responds well to pressure. Um, the little stack load of pace in the race as well, which should help. Yeah, um, coming back to him. Yeah, they can get him into a rhythm and just get him moving forward. Um, hopefully, the visor will help with that. He's what 14, 16. I, I yeah. thought that was fair, to be honest. You just take the to kick me in the bollocks tomorrow, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, are we completely giving up on Goshen, do you think? Is it too early to write him off? It's only, you know, it's only three runs ago, four runs ago, he won the 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 grade, grade hurdle at um, Wincanton. Yeah, so, you know, and he won that by 20 lengths. He's he running did. off 153, but, you know, he's, he's not straightforward, is he, Goshen? No. There's no note on the racing post. No, uh, just as equine wanker. He didn't go badly last time out, though. I, I place laid him, and he was turning for home. He was still on the bridle. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Where did it come? Yeah, exactly. He came fourth or fifth, but it's not yeah, the race in actually, the contest, so it's not run, too bad. He didn't run that far behind his, his current rating, actually. And, and that was two and a half, wasn't it, Asker? And he was he was still yeah. travelling, yeah. turning in. I wouldn't give up on him totally just yet, but he's not. He just doesn't seem to run two races alike, does he? No. Well, he's finished now. If you if you look at um, so obviously unfortunately Buzz is injured. Let's if we look back at the Ascot race he ran and Buzz he sadly injured now. Song for someone. Well, well he ran well last week. Yeah, he did. And then the winner of that race in and didn't guy the format, but didn't Nigel Tristan Davies' horse finish third? And that's come out and won. It's come out and won, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then Goshen is behind, is, but then Goshen is 11 lengths off, God, yeah. Um, I mean, I thought that that was one of the worst internationals I'd ever seen in my life, to be honest with you. Um, so <laughs> it was just, you know, but for, but fair play to God, your dreams for winning it. And obviously he was dropping back in trip um, from, from the two four two five that he'd been running over, I just don't know. I mean, he looks—he almost looked like another um, Arcona, didn't he? Before he fell in the triumph. Mm. Um, he looked, looked, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I mean, he looked like yeah. he was—he was—he was nailed on for a, to be a superstar. But yeah, um, and then they started saying that he doesn't like Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the most—I mean, the. Yeah, he'd have won the triumph hurdle by half the half the yeah. running. Yeah, uh, making excuses for him. Lines, you know, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bad triumph if you if you look back at it. I don't know. I just I just think, to be honest with you, I think he needs a really good psychologist and probably just a nice field. I don't know whether you know the the brain there doesn't make. He's obviously got ability, but Jennifer Melty wouldn't start him out. <laughs> I think he might sort of he he might sort of be best off seeing someone in Harley Street rather in rather than in Ascot maybe. But um who knows? I mean tomorrow but you see, even if he could come out and win this race tomorrow and and then be like, oh yeah, well, you know, great marketing. Yeah, we knew he was good all along. Yeah. And then, you know, he could maybe go on to something like the um the Schweppes, I'm gonna call it, at, at Newbury and then bomb out there. You know, he's such a he's such a bizarre animal. And I, I don't, I must admit, I don't like backing horses like that. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else um, that any of you want to mention? Um, I thought in the three o'clock race at Ascot, 
I thought that uh, one of um, uh, McManus's horses had a, a bit of a squeak. Um, Jerry's back. Uh-huh. He's um, he fell first time on his reappearance. You can forgive every, any horse for falling, but he's got some real good ascot form. He finished third behind the smart Drashel Dasher off a higher rating than this ascot in January. I know it's almost 12 months ago, but, you know, in a race that I think it lacks yeah. it lacks quality for, for a 70 grand race. Yeah, it does. You're I right. don't think it's a particularly strong race. I know Regal on Call absolutely loves this race. Is it his third time, his fourth time he's going to try and win this? But he's he's, thir- he's thirteen now, yeah, and he's handicapped right up to the hill. You've got you've got you've got Grand Sonsi, who there's a massive question mark whether he he will stay three miles. Yeah, and he's second favourite. And even the the Venetian Williams horse, it, it ran okay first time back. Uh, Blarmy to pick Tom, but you know is that favourite? Really should that yeah, be favourite yeah. for a, a race like this? I thought you know at big prices. I thought if Jerry's back and can get himself into a rhythm, you know he looks fairly treated off one thirty eight, but. You know, seventy grand race. It's it's not a fantastic quality contest, I don't think. I think it's a good race to play in running this actually, because I think they're going to go like stinky. What do you make of um, Twisters? Um, check it out. Obviously, third to Snow Leopardess um, Aintree last time out, but ran okay. At, um, ask it over three miles before that. Um, obviously, their 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 stable's in pretty good form still. Um, I very nearly put this one up actually because okay. um, I, I actually did put it up at entry and uh, I didn't think it stayed. Yeah. Actually, I thought it was creeping nicely into the race. I thought oh, I'm in there, it's going to win. And uh, I, I don't think it saw it out really from the second last. And uh, I think the ride it's similar tomorrow. I think there's plenty of pits. I mean, storm controlled. One that bowled long. Yeah. And Sam back over fences. That's going to be up there, I would have thought. There's... Caribbean boy. Yeah. You, you know, the stats are pace on. You know. I think step back will definitely make it, won't it? Yeah. I mean, the pace map's just about purple, eh? Um, so I, I thought anything that can sit just nicely off these and get into a good rhythm would be a fair old play and running. So. I'll probably have a look, see how the ride, check it out, and if it if sets off okay and gets in the nature of the mobile first three or four, I'll probably have a little dabble. Dabble, yeah. One for a dabble, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, anything else at Ascot or elsewhere that anybody would like to mention before we, uh, before we let uh, have people we go on Palmer, there? Palmer's Hill in the, the 150 race. He's only lightly raced and he won very easily at Weatherby. He's only been put up four pounds for that win. And I think he looks to be a real improver. Again, it's a, it's another valuable contest, but it's made it's made up of out-of-form horses. The two Nichols horses at the top, um, Dollis and Diego de Chamil, both out of form. Mm-hmm. Um, finance series by Dubawi out of a top-class winning flat race mare. Um, and it's slightly race over fences, and that's <clears throat> excuse me, that's running off 144. Um, it's already been mentioned at about night in Dubai that um, earlier in the program. But I thought Palmer's Hill looked a bit of an improver, and you know I've, I thought he won very well at Weatherby. I thought he quickened up really well. He is dropping back slightly in trip, but you know you can't win hands and heels if you're just a plodder. So you know maybe he's yeah, suited by the drop back. Uh, 
Yeah, and he's he's only up four pounds for that win at Weatherby. Um, and is of course that was the that was the reappearance um, after finishing ninth in the Coral Cup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I see that? As uh, a cliff horse of mine in this, and that's um, Sully Dock. Um, yeah, he's for me as well. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's one of those horses that I swear I'm not going to back. I backed him at Cheltenham last year, I think. Yeah, was. So he ran that. okay. <laughs> um, I've given up on him now. There's a very interesting novice running at Narantum, Okay. In the 12.35 journey with me. It's not a betting proposition tomorrow. But I do think this horse is a genuine Cheltenham prospect. Okay. Uh, so it was really, really impressive in both bumpers. Um, probably some lines there will take rather than supreme novices. Okay, I like so, this, John. I like yeah. this. This is this is um, this is proper like National Hunt. What's it for you? Yeah, it's uh, this one's definitely on me right now for the Fez. For the Fez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could, could be in the park for all the year, well, the Fez for all the year, we call it, don't we? Does that mean that you're actually going to make a foray south to Cheltenham? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to be sitting on a very, very nice Fez for all the year before I make that decision, you know. Okay. I've already well, hope... been conquered, I'll be swerving it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see you down here in March. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that spot. Jeez, 11.30 start at Nam tomorrow. I know, they don't mess about, do they? How do you get things done? Jerry Hannon must be dreading it with all these runners in novice hurdles and yeah. handicaps. It's like 30, 30 runners a race earlier in the week. There must have been like 150 runners on the card. And they, uh, uh, in this country, the commentate, the, the share, if there's more than 103 runners, I think it's, they have two commentators. But in Ireland, the one commentator does the whole meeting. So yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. It must be, no, I suppose really the um the these type the main hurdles in Ireland that you get triers at the front non triers at the back so you kind of just <laughs> about five triers and the rest yeah of yeah so if you just concentrate on the five triers and then maybe like look down the card and bit and give one of the non jiggers a mention every now and then that'd be okay <laughs> okay um thanks everybody um for your input tonight and the lads will be back i believe on sunday for another fantastic sunday sermon hopefully we get There's a job so happening isn't there i, mean, we can't God, I don't know you're gonna keep it up. i know yeah i mean just I, I won't i won't start a rant i won't start a rant i promise please i, I must tell myself not to rant but how is this Bryony and robbie thing still rumbling on how like it's been decided but people are still mouthing off left right and center about it it's just incredible um including the media as well it's just like and then obviously we've got the i think that you're probably going to give oshina mention are you uh john on sunday i think it definitely needs a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it's just like i mean racing is like find trouble didn't he ocean murphy where are we going <laughs> where he's looking for trouble doing that isn't he mm-hmm. What the yeah. hell did you do licensing for? I mean, if you look back, they say that every genius has a demons. So, you know, I, I suppose we have to if we have to look at it like that. I mean, if you look at the, the great man, Pat Edry, I mean, what a talented individual. And that's um, mm. that's I'm really, really obviously to, not I'm not overestimating that there, really. I'm rather uh, being underwhelmed on that statement. But, you know, he's a little way off being noddy, though, isn't he? 
Yes, but if you think about what the talent that guy had, and then obviously it just all went into drink, didn't it? You know, so you know they say that for every talent there are demons, and sadly it seems that um, you know for for all the talent he has in in the saddle, Oshin does have some demons. But I mean, should someone have stepped in and helped him before? Maybe, yeah. You do wonder, don't you, if if um, Alistair Cab are going to, you know, how much they will stand oh. for it because they're, they're standing by him every time. Yeah. But you know, it's it's. It started off with drugs. <coughs> Excuse me. It started off with drugs. Then it's now it's booze. Then it's fighting. You know, he's yeah. it, not. He's not a great role model, is he? Uh, Terry Norman hasn't got his arms around this, to be honest. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I thought Terry was a big help to this lad when he took, yeah. took him on. You know, because he he seemed very switched on to pace biases, track biases, all such as that, which Terry's very big on. Yeah. I assume Terry was having a lot of input and. I'm a little bit surprised that things have slid as much as they have, right? With Terry still being involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, as I didn't know about this COVID breach, which obviously happened last season. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just... Um, but I, obviously, I mean, that's being cited as the reason for handing them the... I don't... It's obviously... There's obviously a lot more to this to this story but obviously let's hope that he does get the help he needs and that he is back riding um because you know he is he is an, an excellent talent but um yeah yeah john I, mean, I don't know you're keeping up it's like an episode of eastenders you must be sort of like every time you go on twitter you must have this rage like ah, like that but um you know you haven't got your mate die hobbs on anymore i know it's so sad she, she she didn't even care if she got slated, and then she got slated, and she left. I think maybe someone maybe might have tapped her on the shoulder and was like, oh, "You might you might want to leave that there for a bit." Yeah, yeah. I think so. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe daddy's had a word. You know. Yeah, yeah. Some something's happened. I would say. I don't think it may have been her decision, but uh, but anyway, let's save all this for the sermon. Thank you everybody for tonight, and if I don't speak to or you don't anybody doesn't hear my voice before the big day i hope that you have a very happy christmas and a very happy new year and thank you very much right the show's over boys thank you very much